The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Welcome to the show, Tara McManus. Tara is Assistant General Secretary of the GRA, the Garda Representative Association. They, of course, have voted overwhelmingly no confidence in the Garda Commissioner. Drew Harris. Uh, the motion passed with almost 99% voting in favour. Tara, you're welcome to the show. Why did so many of your colleagues vote no confidence? How are you? Um, yeah, look, um, even the GRA ourselves, we are absolutely overwhelmed by the response of our members. Um, we sent out just over 10,803 ballots and uh, 9,020, or 9,129 of those were returned with just over 9,000 of those members voting uh, that they do not have confidence in our Commissioner Drew Harris. So that represents 98.7%. So just, as you said, they're just short mm-hmm. of 99% of our membership do not have confidence in the Garda Commissioner. So a very overwhelming ballot, but a very, very clear sign um, of where we are and a very clear sign that the rank-and-file members of Angarda Siakana are frustrated, they are annoyed, they are upset, and they're looking for change. Now, for people at home who are wondering what the import of this is, that there's no immediate import. That, 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 you know, this doesn't have any bearing on, on his position. No, I mean, the commissioner is appointed by the government. So, you know, the, the vote in, in that respect doesn't change that particular aspect of things. However, what it should do and what it does do is send a very clear signal both to the commissioner, to the Taoiseach and to the Minister for Justice that they now need to start listening to the ordinary front, uh, frontline rank and file Gardaí. I mean, it's quite clear now that they need to urgently intervene. They need to start making changes. They need to help us to improve the overall sense of employee well-being, the morale issues that we have. And in order to do that, that helps to provide the public with the policing service that they deserve. I mean, the GRA are long on record, you know, talking about the frustrations we have with so many issues that we feel up until now have either been ignored or just haven't been Mm. acknowledged as being important. And that's what brought us to where we are. I mean, it's an unprecedented move for us to have balloted our members with regards to this. Um, But it just shows that we are in touch with our members that we are on on the right page and on the same page with regards to what our members need and what they're looking for. Um, So it it sends that very clear signal that, you know, we need to be listened to and we need to have these problems and issues addressed and resolved as soon as possible. Do you think Drew Harris should be replaced? Well, look, as I said, we, we have decided that we're going to spend the next two weeks kind of reflecting on the result of this ballot and we would hope that the Commissioner and indeed the Ministers would also take that time to reflect any decisions in relation to where we go from here will be made at our special delegate conference and that's going to take place on the 27th of September and that's where we invite all our delegates from around the country, some 160 members that sit down. They represent all the rank and file guardy across the mm. country and that's where I suppose decisions will be made on where we go from here. So, so, but that might, that might include a call to the Minister for Justice to replace Drew Harris? Again, I, I can't speculate on what the decisions will be made on that day, but there are a number of options that will be available to the delegates. And of course, we have to represent their opinions and we have to respect their opinions. And whatever that conference decides to do, we as, as an executive, as an officer board, will put those motions forward. Yes. So uh, Drew Harris, uh, for what it's worth, has described the vote as extraordinary, unnecessary and not something you should have been subjected to and not something which will resolve the issues of disagreement. Well, look, we have always asked that we need to sit around the table to resolve these issues. 
Uh, one of our biggest issues is Garda morale. Uh, and we have consistently been saying that Garda morale is on the ground, that our members are disillusioned. Some of them are leaving in their droves. And I've actually been conducting exit interviews with these people who have left. And they describe walking away from Angarda Sheikana as walking away from a toxic culture and like leaving an abusive relationship. Now, that is a very clear sign that Garda morale is on the floor. Mm. But the commissioner is on record on a number of occasions saying that he doesn't believe there's any issue with Garda morale. So that shows a very clear disconnect between... The and can I, I'm sorry to cut, cut across you, Tara. So, yeah. I mean, is, is the complaint in, in that instance that... Drew Harris is responsible for that toxic environment or that he's not listening to the complaints of rank and file about the toxic environment? He's not listening to us, certainly, with regards to that toxic okay. culture. And, so who's, who know, is responsible for the toxic culture? I mean, if you're, if you're leaving are, a specific station, I mean, is it the local superintendent? There are a number of issues. There are, are lots of issues in relation to it because I've interviewed people all across the country. So it doesn't really matter whether they're stationed in Dublin or in the country, whether they have two years service or whether they have a 30 years service. It's, it's across the board and there's lots of issues. I mean, as I said, firstly, we have the ongoing recruitment and retention crisis with 96 resignations to date in 2023. So we are going to exceed the number of resignations mm. that we had last year, which that in itself was an all time high. We've issues created by the lack of appropriate training. One of them that has been recently highlighted is the lack of driver training. Some of our, our response, our guards responding to emergencies say they'd actually be quicker to get out and walk to an emergency call because they are not trained to um, actually activate blue lights and sirens and they cannot move through traffic and they cannot use responsive driving to get to emergencies because they mm. haven't got the appropriate training. You have issues in relation to welfare and well-being. You have less Gardaí doing more. With the minister only lately making an announcement she's going to give us €10 million Euros for overtime. That's asking the people who are already doing all the work to do even more. We've yeah. lots of these people turning down the overtime because they're just physically and mentally not able to continue working at that level. Well, listen, Drew Harris and Helen McEntee, Minister for Justice, uh, are due to hold a press conference in about... 20 minutes time, uh, that's when it's due to happen. It might be a little bit later, but as soon as it happens, and if there's any news from it, uh, we'll bring it to you here on the show. Tara, thank you. Uh, in the meantime, Tara McManus, Assistant General Secretary of the GRA. And Michael Doyle is with me now. Michael is a senior news reporter with the Irish Sun. And Michael, I know you were, you were listening to what Tara had to say, and you've been covering this in great detail. How significant is it? That's what people at home, unconscious, would be you know, trying to, to, to work out. This is non-binding. It is unprecedented, though. Does it matter? It's completely unprecedented, Kieran. Never before has a Garda Commissioner faced a vote of no confidence like this. So that kind of tells you the significance of what took place today. Yes, ultimately it, it, it is non-binding. I mean, it'll be up to the Minister, I guess, and the Commissioner to how they respond to this. Um, they're going to have to clearly do something about it. They're going to have to sit down with the GRA, uh, come to some kind of a, an arrangement, sort of some agreement to say that that things will change because morale clearly is at an all-time low. You heard what Tara had to say there and the results of the ballot this morning were where they speak for themselves. So um, what happens next, I guess, we'll find out, I guess, very shortly when um, Justice Minister and the Commissioner kind of speak to the media and, and kind of address the situation. But certainly um, it's, uh, it, it kind of goes to show what kind of the, the precarious state, I guess, things are within the Guardian at the moment. So it's, it's, it's kind of uh, oxymoronic. It's, it's meaningless to a degree, but Drew Harris cannot ignore it and cannot fail to respond. He, he can't ignore it. I mean, he, he may have come out and said that 
Um, he doesn't think there is a morale issue in the Gardaí. This ballot clearly shows that there is. I mean, there's 11,000 members, I think near, near, nearly 11,000 members in the GRA. Um, over 9,000 of them have voted um, a vote is of, of no confidence in the commissioner. So that kind of goes to show, well, obviously this goes back to rosters. It's it's the kind of the working conditions that Guardian have been placed under, the extra pressures on various guard units to, to, to combat, I suppose, the new rosters when they come into force. So certainly he, can, he can't ignore it. And, mm. and I can, don't expect him to. I don't expect the, the minister to ignore it either. Yeah, at the same time, you and I both know uh, exactly what, Helen McEntee, Minister for Justice, is going to say at this press conference, absolute confidence in, in, in Drew Harrison and in the job that he is doing. Uh, she would say nice things as well about rank and file and, you know, being open to listening to them and engaging with them, etc., uh, etc. Et at the same time, and kind of, uh, God forbid, or perish the thought, if I was sitting around the, the cabinet table, uh, Michael, I'd be starting to get a little bit nervous and I'd be questioning whether Drew Harris is the right man to lead the Gardaí if almost every single rank and file member who responded to this said they don't have confidence in him. He was, a certain, he was certainly a, con- a controversial appointment in, in the beginning, but um, a few years on now, it kind of goes to show where, where we are, I guess, with his leadership. And certainly, I mean, the rank and file members of the Guardian need to be listened to. They need to be, their, their concerns need to be taken on board. Um, we, we've seen, there's been a number of issues, certainly in recent years, with, with Garda, with Garda rostering and working conditions, and GRA have made this point on a number of occasions. So certainly it's at a point now where you kind of feel that, um, he needs to do something about it. The government needs to listen to the, to the GRA and what they've mm-hmm. had to say in relation to it and, and where they go from here. Well, yeah, of course, I, I have a statement here from the department from earlier today and, and Minister McEntee has basically given her full backing to the commissioner. He's, she's praised his work in tackling organised crime and domestic abuse issues and, and, and other issues. So certainly we'd expect her to follow, to follow that, kind, that kind of line when yeah. he speaks later. Um, she's also said that she regrets that it's come to this, that, that certainly that, that this public ballot, it's unfortunate that uh, the GRA have felt the need to, to, to take this move. Uh, behind the scenes, rank and file Gardaí, Michael, that you would be talking to kind of a, almost on a daily basis, what what do they attribute that toxic culture to? Because, you know, I don't think we can blame Drew Harris for kind of every Garda station in the country having a toxic culture. And it's, you know, it... it it's kind of beyond the realms of, of the realistic that every single superintendent in the country is, 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 is responsible for it individually as well. So what is it? What, according to rank and file, what do they say it is? He, he will certainly think it's an unfortunate use of the word toxic culture, but they, they do kind of feel that they are overworked. They do long hours. They, I guess, I mean, as we know, we've seen in, in recent weeks with, with various incidents that have taken place in Dublin in particular and, and parts of Galway and of the dangers and risks that they put themselves through on an almost daily basis. And there's a lot of kind of, like many of them are kind of fed up that they're going, that they're going out and they're putting their lives on the line in, in, in many respects and they feel that they, they feel that they're not receiving their, the correct rewards or the thanks for it. All right. Well, Dahi's after getting in touch to say the GRA can't be allowed to dictate who runs the force just because they don't want to go back to working five days a week. Tony in Temple Oak says Helen McEntee is as much culpable as Drew Harris for the breakdown in confidence and in law and order. And Andrew says we have just been told by our management to come back to work. The Gardaí are clearly angry that their work practices must return to normal. This is just about money that they've already had hiked and cushy shifts. If we give into this bullying, we will pay the cost forever. So Andrew lobbying for a hard line from the Garda Commissioner and the Minister for Justice. We'll find out exactly, Andrew, what line they take in about 15 minutes' time, though the nature of these things is they're always late. So whenever it happens over the next hour, we'll bring you the details here in the show. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Michael. Michael Doyle is a senior news reporter with the Irish Sun. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.